Welcome to Black Executive Podcast, where we share inspiration and actionable advice for Black creatives going pro. I'm your host, Jazz. With each episode, we'll chat with Black creatives thriving in entrepreneurship, corporate careers, and the nonprofit sector, all while building a network of Black creatives, six head nods apart. Enjoy the show, where the dreamers become doers and the aspiring become inspired. Let's get started. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jazz, and today we'll be chatting with Terrence Forte, owner and head photographer of Forte Photography. Welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Glad to have you here. Um, what is your what what do you go by professionally? Do you go by Terrence or do you go by Forte? So um no, me and you go, we, we go back. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it kind of go either way. Uh, um, professionally here, I go by Terrence. I mean, once we actually establish like a little working relationship, you know, some it transforms from Terrence to Forte. So, you know, I'm good with either or. Okay. Okay. I know like we, like I, you just said, we go back. I think yeah. I've known you probably longer than any other guest who's been on the show so far. So, Yeah. <laughs> So I'm always trying to ask people, like, what name do you professionally go by? Because I'm going to, like, by default, call you the name that I, I always right. call you. Yeah. Right. So can you tell us, of course, I know a little bit about you, but can you tell listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got into photography? Well, so I am a portrait lifestyle and fitness photographer in the Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area, uh, DMV for short. Um and so basically how I had it, how it all came about um, is me and my wife's wedding photographer. Um, I saw the way, like the image, the way the images look once he actually got finished with them. And, you know, like looking at, like sarcastically speaking, looking at the amount of money that we actually spent for those images. And I'm just like, man, like, that's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, that's, that's, and he did, he did that and we paid that much. I mean, it, and it wasn't even just about the money, just like the whole creative side, what he was actually doing mm-hmm. behind the scenes. It kind of had me intrigued and wanted to learn more about it. So, um, shortly after I moved up into the DC area, um, I don't know, I think I was on Instagram and I saw someone, uh, my photographer that I actually, he's from Arkansas as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, I saw his work. I said, oh, man, that's like, that's super dope, man. I want to learn how to do that. So I started right then. Um, I think it was September the 27th of 2017. Um, I went and started pricing cameras and bought my first first camera. And I just started shooting. I was shooting everything, any and everything. I would go outside. I would shoot cars. I would shoot mm-hmm. bugs. I would shoot, like, different different <laughs> types of things. And, you know, uh, I got my first client, like maybe a week after that, like it was, I think he paid me like 40 or 50 bucks. He just needed some shots because he was a, um, uh, a rapper here in the mm-hmm. area and he just needed some images, you know, to, of his, his live concert or whatever. So I said, okay, cool. No big end. I was like, I was excited. I didn't, I wasn't even, I didn't, it didn't even matter to me about how much he was actually paying me. It was just a matter of, mm-hmm. oh, well, I got a client already, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it all came about. I started with uh, watching someone else and kind of got into it. Okay. Okay. So you initially just kind of started shooting anything to practice and then you, right. uh, you know, shot at, I'm assuming his event and then yeah. just started working with models after that. Yeah. So it, it started off, like I said, you know, 
um, shooting any and everything, as you would say, practice. And even when I was shooting him, it was still practice for me because shooting people and shooting objects is two totally different things. Mm. Um, but um, it started from me just shooting any and everything to like shooting people to uh, I think I wanted to get more into like retouching and editing. I was seeing different people and their images. They they're it's like they transform the images. It's like they look one way and then it's like like how did he get this or how did she get that from this? You know, mm-hmm. like like man, like how can I do that? Like this is dope. <laughs> so you know, I started you know countless hours of you know YouTube and you know researching this and researching men how to mm-hmm. and stuff like that and just trying to in a way master the the art and um i started once i actually started like working more of my editing and retouching skills i started to actually reach out to like different people to collaborate just to kind of hone you know hone in on my skills to make them better mm-hmm. um and after a while i kind of like, i started to catch on to certain things and we here. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, now even, you're here. Yeah, even now, even today, I'm still learning. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I learned something new with uh, photography, whether it's photography, whether it's shooting, whether it's editing, retouching, whether it's networking. I'm learning something new on a day to day basis. So. You can definitely tell. And he's being modest right now, y'all, because his work is super dope. <laughs> um, and I'm definitely going to like we're going to plug that content at the end of the show so y'all can check it out for yourselves. Um, but you have made that's one of the reasons why I really wanted you on the show, because you have just made so much progress in such a short mm-hmm. period of time. And like, you know, but coming from where we come from, like photographers are dime a dozen. Everybody yeah. with a camera phone thinks they're a photographer, but few people actually pick it up and do it very well. And you could tell that they really invest time and energy into their art and they, you know, work on their craft and they watch videos, they study, they read books. And I can tell that you're one of those people because you see it in your work. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, as far as like booking and collaborating, how do you go about like, let's just think back to like early, your early days when you're getting started. How did you go about starting to reach out to book and collaborate with models for your shoot? Like what characteristics did you look for um, when you started to collaborate with people? Um, well, so um, the first thing, well, first thing is when I'm actually searching for the different people to look for, you know, I, Instagram is like a real big tool. Like it's, it, mm-hmm. I, it, I feel like it helps a lot of people out as far as the network to build their portfolio or to, to get more clients, you know, to, to, to build their brand. And so right. originally with me, like I said, when I moved to the DC area, you know, I didn't know anybody. So I use hashtags. So I would go under like DC mm-hmm. models or Maryland models or DMV models. And I would look at different models. Okay she models or 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 he models or whatever the case may be and so trying to get my name out there i actually reached out to them via direct message and just like told them who i was you know what i was doing if they were willing to actually work with me to help me build my portfolio as well as like help me build my skills like my skill set my mm-hmm. skill level right. and and yeah, and some of them, you know, they didn't write back, but then there were a few that I'm actually still real close to today that actually, you know, gave me a shot, let me shoot them. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of like, like I said, you know, it's just 
went from there, went from actually reaching out to people to now have people reaching out to me on a daily, you know, whether it be from mm-hmm. uh, photography work. And I just actually recently um, starting to do, started to do like courses in class, teach photography to teach people how to edit and stuff like that as well. So I just had two people reach out to me um, as far as those services go, you know, just to kind of learn that they're new to photography. And even though, like I said earlier, even though that I'm actually still learning, like to this day, I mean, I still, I mean, I feel that I have a lot of knowledge behind me to help someone that had the same issues as me getting into photography. So. Yes. Yes. And I've noticed that like you're, you're doing um, a lot more work behind the scenes, like sharing that work um, with mm-hmm. people of what you're doing behind the scenes. And so I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback um, back to that because I think that's like a really interesting way to approach uh, building your brand. But I kind of right, wanted right. to, I kind of wanted to go back to um, like how you were just talking about um, reaching out, trying to see which models work with you for like trade shoots, which mm-hmm. is for those of y'all who aren't familiar, like with modeling and photography, that happens a lot with new models, new photographers trying to, right. you know, ex- exchange services for exposure. And so mm-hmm. now that you're a little bit more established, what's your balance more between free work and pay work? Because like, like I said earlier, your work is super dope now. You can charge top tier prices. People want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you judge that now? Like when you're like, okay, this is someone I want to work with. This is not a huge opportunity for me versus like when I need to seek payment for my work. Right. So it's, it's a lot of different things for me that plays into that. Um, I have a saying for myself that my paid work pays for my collaborative work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like if I haven't really made that much, you know, as far as paid, like, paid gigs and paid work, you know, that kind of limits my collaborative work. You know, why I shoot for free mm-hmm. when I know I could try I can charge top tier. Also on the flip side to that, so let's say if someone reaches out to me, even whether it's a new model or an experienced model, someone reaches out to me and wants to collaborate. Well, you know, if I'm open to it, depending on the concept, if I feel like that it's gonna actually, you know, I the better way to put that is I will collaborate. I don't mind collaborating if it's going to benefit the both of us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I've made it to that point to where, you know, I, I'm i not shooting just to have content. I'm shooting for a purpose. You know, right. I'm working with you for a purpose. So when, you know, when you shoot with me, you know, like I know I have a lot to offer. You know, I know I know that my images mm-hmm. are going to be relatively like good. They're going to be great when you get them. But, you know, not to say I'm selfish or anything, but like what is it? What's in it for me? So that's yeah. that's a that's a mindset that I go into like when I'm doing a collaborative shoot. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so what am I getting out of it? Is the concept like is it gonna like be dope? Is it gonna be good? You know, mm-hmm. is does it have the possibility to be published in a magazine? You know, mm-hmm. if, if it meets all if it meets that criteria, if it meets all the qualifications, then hey, let's do it. Let's lock in a date and let's get it let's let's, let's drop this fire. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I don't think it's selfish at all. I think like it's business, right? And it's it's right, a business right. podcast, so it's like you know you you have to get your money. You you can only mm-hmm. do so much, um, you know, to help people for exposure, especially if it's not mutually beneficial mm-hmm. to you. Uh, one thing I really like that you said is basically like knowing your value and knowing what you have to offer. And I right. think that is so important as a creative because a lot of times, just like you said, you get started because you're like, hmm, that's interesting. I might want to try that. And you love what you do so much and you just want to do it. 
but you right. have to like monetize it for it to be sustainable. Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. and that's how you get to the point where you can do what you love for a living. But if you never take that step to monetize it, then you'll never get there. So yeah. I, I'm really glad you you dropped that gem about like knowing your value, because I'm sure there are a lot of aspiring photographers who are listening to this who will you know not know when is that line? Like, when should I start charging for my work? Right. I mean, and so, and also to add to that, you know, to charge your worth, you know, don't, you know, don't try to, don't charge less than your competitors just so you can get that client. If you know that you have good quality work, if you know that you're going to put your all into it, if you know, because your work is going to speak for itself, you know, you can see it. So charge your worth, you know, don't go by yourself just to get a client, just to solidify a client, you know, get get your money by all means. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, okay, so now we're at the point you've landed someone that you want to collab with or they're a paying mm-hmm. client and you're getting ready to prepare for a shoot. What is What does that look like? Um, so I get ready to collaborate with someone. Um, the conversation pretty much goes, you know, what ideas that you have in mind. Now, if I reach out to you, that's a totally different thing. That's because I've already uh, have an ideal in mind that I feel that you'll be perfect for Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my mind, well, with me, I already have a mood board. I already have the whole concept planned out. It's just a matter of, you know, if the model is able to execute, say, a concept. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we basically have a conversation as far as like wardrobe, you know, makeup artists. I've actually, you know, had liberty of working with some dope uh, wardrobe stylists and uh, makeup artists here in the area. Some of them has actually reached out to me wanting to collab on work as well. So I utilize that as an opportunity to actually help us out with the shoot. Um, so basically, like I said, I put it together a mood board. We solidify a date or location, whether it's outdoors or studio. And that's that's pretty much it. Bring the energy because I'm going to definitely bring mine. <laughs> so Right. Yeah, yeah. You definitely, you definitely have to have energy. Um, yeah. Have you ever... Have you ever been in a situation where you kind of had a, a model that you were collabing with and the energy just wasn't there and the shoot wasn't working? Like, how did you handle that? Actually, you know, I just had one of those. Um, <laughs> close to home. <laughs> close to home. And, and, this, and it, it's, it'll happen quite quite frequently. You know, it's not going to be like a one or two time thing. Like, feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are going to be situations where, you know, in your mind, okay, I have it. I imagine it this way. And not saying that the model didn't either, but then it's like when they get to the shoot, nah, this is not really working out the way I thought it was going to work out. So Mm -hmm. um, I always have a mood board. It's like a particular mood board that I set aside just for like a rainy day. And then I kind of piggyback onto that actual mood board. So like if I say my actual concept is not working as far as like the the pose is or like the the model doesn't have the energy that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. I tend to always have like a mood board or a set of poses, cliche poses, I like to call them, that um, pretty much, you know, simple poses. I mean, you can do them in your sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have like, there are times like collaborative shoes. I actually, you know, have the model bring a second outfit just in case, Mm -hmm. because um, whether we can use that to get more content or just to actually have a backup plan just in case the first concept didn't work out the way we wanted to do. So, but, um, speaking on the, the recent one that I just did, because I actually brought it up, it just didn't work out the way I thought it was. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. so much of, it was me. It was that, you know, I thought the model could have been a little bit better, could have, could have 
brought you know brought more to the the actual shoot than what she did as far as like energy wise um having make sure making sure that you are put together making sure everything yeah. is is good before you go into the shoot because you know if I'm sitting here and I'm you know I'm preparing a day and two in advance you know and I get there and and you you basically waited till the day of to get everything in order it's not going to work out it's just not yeah so yeah and it shows <laughs> it, it definitely, it definitely shows. shows i can't tell you how many images that has not seen the light of day <laughs> on my man. end because man like no like i i said man like i can't do it just can't do it <laughs> yeah i understand it like you have a you have a quality that you have to abide by for your product. Mm-hmm. And right. at this point, from what, what you've reached, like you can't put out subpar work. It's just not going to work for your brand. Um, right. And I think you've done a really, a really great job of establishing this brand of having this top tier photography. Um, Like I said, I, I told you off call before about like my coworkers, I was like showing them some of your work and they're like, this dude mm-hmm. is super dope. Like they were just so impressed <laughs> and they're like designers. They're like, man, why is he not like, blown up already um so, <laughs> so yeah i totally understand that it's now i will say this um and you're like the second person that that's actually heard this so um in the next few weeks i'm actually going to be doing this full time so Congrats. Um, i love yeah, to hear um, that i'm so excited about that for you i'm taking that leap <laughs> taking yes. that leap and, and just doing it and, it and it all came back down to you know i've had people even you like my wife i have you know friends um that tell me all the time man like you could do it i believe in you you can do it mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't just so much of them actually telling me it's it's me believing in myself if i can actually right. do it, you know so um i, I went to work um and I think every everybody everybody has that that day where it just hits them like you be at your nine to five and it's just like this is not it I'm yeah, I'm over yeah. it I'm done right and so you know uh, after you know because I was kind of like like during the whole you know the height of the pandemic I was furloughed from work mm-hmm. and I was booking you know I thought that my photography business was going to take a hit as well but it actually flourished a little bit more than what it did. Wow, that's Yeah, you know, and I, it, it kind of shocked me, but you know, I'm not gonna complain, you know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna complain at all. So, you know, um, seeing seeing how I was actually booking clients and I was actually working and stuff at the height of the actual pandemic, and then got back to work, and I'm just like, oh no, oh no, like this job is in the way, you know. And yeah. so, you know, at first, originally, I didn't mind it because the job was actually pretty fun. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of companies are changing due to the pandemic. So um, I since I've been back, it was just like I'm over it. I'm done. Like, it's just I can't like, I, I'm over and done. And then one day I think I had to turn away like two clients because of my work schedule. And I was just mm, like, that's like it. yeah, I said, yeah, this is it. I'm done. I, I went it went from over it to being done. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I'm going to set myself a goal. And my goal was. Even though I know October hasn't made it here yet, let me see if I can start booking clients for October. Mm-hmm. And this is over a two to three day, like two to three day time span. I told myself I'm gonna book five clients. If I book five clients, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. And two days I booked those five clients. And I said, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. 
mid-September. Look, when when you're ready, when something is ready and it's there and it's for you, it's for you. It's calm. So I was like, yeah, like everybody was saying what they were saying was 100% right. They were 100% accurate. Like, yeah, I had to believe in myself first Mm -hmm. before I actually made the jump. Because, you know, I've been down this, this path before where I try to do the whole entrepreneurship, uh, mm-hmm. be, a, be an entrepreneur and like, uh, like, on my, like, you know, like build my brand and my business. But I did it early on. I wasn't an experienced and I, and I plummeted. I failed miserably. Uh-huh. Like I, I failed. Like mm-hmm. if I could put emphasis on failed, I'll do it. I failed <laughs> horribly. And so I ended up going back to work. I didn't want to, but I did. Went back to work. Um, they gave me a couple of years to build myself up and, and mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm ready to do it again with the experience under my belt that I have. And I feel like that I can actually, I would do pretty good. I know that I do pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you, you shared that, that you tried it before and you failed and you just had to go back and reset and now you're trying it again. And now yes. you're in a better position. And that's so important because like, especially you hear about a lot of these stories from entrepreneurs and they're like, I quit my job and now I make a million dollars. And it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, people don't want to talk about how many times did you quit your job and then go back to work and quit and go back to work. And, or you had to like, go back and live with your parents. Like what were the struggles in that journey? Like you didn't just so, wake up one day and go to a million, oh no. you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. So like for me, for me, my, my issue was, you know, finances, especially moving to a new area where we don't really have like a lot of family. Actually, we have no family here at all. Mm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it was me, just me and my wife. And, you know, when I went through it the first time and she kind of took on the responsibility of the bills while I was trying to get like build myself back up, mm-hmm. you know, that took a toll on the both of us. So, yeah, um, yeah. When I finally got back to work and see the, the, the issue that I was actually having as far as taking that leap of faith a little earlier was that I didn't want to go back into that. I was kind of scared because of what happened the first time. That's Um, real. And so I was just like, man, I, and then I had to remind myself, like I just said, that I'm a little bit better than what I was. The first time I tried to do it without having the experience that I have now and I failed, like nobody Mm -hmm. knew me. I was, I just started my Instagram page. Nobody knew me. I had no clients. I didn't know anybody. How did I expect myself to actually succeed? That me ex- mm-hmm. like succeed, and mm-hmm. like nobody knows me. So mm-hmm. let me give myself time to build myself up, and then try this again at a later date. And yeah. here I am. <laughs> that so much respect for you for sharing that for real, because I know somebody needs to hear that. Like for real, like you, we, and that's what this show is about. Like the real story, not that mess that people try to promote. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. this is real. This is real life. Sometimes you have and your finances are super important. You know, people oh, try yeah. to like sleep on that. Like I have to be able to pay my bills. I have to be able to pay my family's bills. We got to eat and we have to have a decent quality of life. It's right. more than just being able to pay bills. You want to be able to enjoy life. You don't want to just live exactly. to pay bills, you know? Exactly. And so like real do realize that you're going to put in more hours than you would have if you actually worked mm-hmm. a nine to five. You know, right. a nine to five is guaranteed money. You know, that's guaranteed money you're mm-hmm. going to get, whether you go, like, if you come to work every day and show up on time and stuff like that. But actually having your business, like, your business is solely dependent on how well you network and how well you market yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you're going to have to put 
like put in triple overtime because it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And, and that's real too. Like it's, it's definitely not going to be a nine to five. It's, it's not, if you, if you like to work eight hours and go home and, you know, not have anything to do, but watch TV, it's not the role for you. (laughs) Cause you go, you're going to have to work. And so like, and then it's even worse when you're trying to build a business, build a business while you actually have a nine to five. So basically all the free time that you will have, after you get off of work is going into your business. So it's going to yes. be rough. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be rough. Like I'm going through mm-hmm. that process right now as we, as we're mm-hmm. doing this podcast, like, <laughs> like it's hard. I'm, I'm drained. I'm tired now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's going to be rough, but it's, I feel, and I know that it's going to be very rewarding afterwards, later on down the line, it's going to be, okay, it was all worth it. I did the right thing. I made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can tell and it, that like this is the beginning and you're mm-hmm. about to do some big things because just because of the things that I've seen you do with, like you just said earlier, um, you know, starting to put out content for photographers who are trying to get where you are. And I know mm-hmm. there are so many people who can benefit from that. And that's a great way to really grow your personal brand. So that's kind of what I want to pivot into. How have you been managing growing your personal brand and what type of growth have you been seeing from trying different strategies? That's okay. For starters, you know, it's basically having a niche, you know, find mm-hmm. something like at the beginning, yeah, shooting any and everything is good just to kind of learn. But after a while, what is your niche? What type, what, what are you going to specialize in? Like what's going to, mm-hmm. what's going to separate you from the rest of everybody else? You know? So with me, um, yeah, I started off just being a photographer and wanted to shoot models, you know, just like pretty much anybody else. But after a while, you know, I kind of got born. I said, okay, well, what, what, I want to be a creative, you know, like, yeah. you know, I want to be this person that goes in. He not only takes an image, but he transforms the image. He makes it his own unique image. Like mm-hmm. my wife, my wife says this all the time, you know, when she sees, when she sees an image, like she knows my work from a mile away. Like yes. she, she could be scrolling on Instagram and like, oh, that my ba- babe, babe shot that. He shot that. Yes. I already know where I even see the tag. I know who it is. And so that's like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, make it building up something, putting something out there and making it your own, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also, um, I didn't, I wanted to get out of the habit of just being a photographer and I wanted to be a creative and I wanted to mm-hmm. find different ways that I can be creative. So, um, one was actually sharing the behind the scenes, as you said earlier, the behind the scenes, like videos or even as far as my camera settings. Like on a lot of my images, I actually shared the settings that I actually had mm-hmm. that I used for the image, to take the actual image. And I wanted to like basically set myself different. I ask myself all the time, what am I doing differently that, that no one else is doing? What Or what can I do differently that nobody else is doing? Mm-hmm. And that was one way I've actually transformed it and switched over to YouTube to actually give people a more in-depth behind the scenes on what goes on and the type of shoots that I'm doing. Now, I don't do it from every shoot, not for every particular shoot, but just mm-hmm. certain ones that I feel be beneficial to the public or to the people that are actually interested in watching. So, Yeah, uh, I've seen some of those. I know you sent me some of your early versions and they mm -hmm. were just so high quality and already had me engaged. So I know (laughs) over time, it's going to get better and better and you're going to pick up more people that are really following you. Knowing that 
you spend a lot of time editing your work to make sure that you have this very distinct mm-hmm. image. And I agree with your wife. I, I When I'm scrolling IG, I can see it too. I'm like, yep, I know who that is. Yep. Because you have this very distinct <laughs> uh, style about your work. So how would you say about how much time would you compare that you spend editing versus actually taking time to do the shoot? On a good day, I spend at least four to five hours on one image. Wow. Um, and, and, and yes, that's like taking, you know, five or 10 minute breaks here and there and, you know, giving my eyes a break because you sit at the, you look at the screen for a certain time, a certain period of time, it kind of takes a toll on you. Yeah. But um, yeah, for a good image, like something that I'm like, oh man, this is going to be dope. I'm excited. I'm like Birdman hand rub as I'm actually <laughs> editing the image. Like, yeah, this is going to be dope, you know. So about a good four to five hours on a good day, on an okay day, two to three. Either way it go, I still invest a lot of time into the images. So regardless of how much time I invest, it's still going to be a good image regardless. Now, video, I'm actually starting to get into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm quickly learning that it's not as simple as photography is, it's a little bit mm-hmm. more work involved. And, yeah. and for the type of stuff that I'm trying to do, I realize I have to have more people, but that's a different topic for another day. <laughs> so, yeah. I, well, look, when you get to that day, I, will, I want that interview. When you have Forte photography and it's like this huge global corporation, like, <laughs> don't forget about me. <laughs> that's eventually what I want to evolve to. You know, I just want to go from, I want to go from being Terrence Forte, a Forte photography, the photographer, to like a multimedia group. So mm-hmm. Forte, Forte photography, multimedia group, or, you know, whatever I decide to name it. But I wanted mm-hmm. to be like, you know, photography, uh, video, media, and then go from just being one person to like two and three and four other people with a whole team mm-hmm. behind, me, you know, because in order to grow, we all work together. From the makeup artist, from the stylist, mm-hmm. from the photographer to the model, a group yeah. like to you see all these people, you see these big brands out here that like Mac, like Vogue, or you know even Essence, and you know the, these other brands like when they post these images, they have a team that work right. on all of this and help prepare this before they actually publish it and put it out there for the world to see. So all these images that you see in this magazine, they had everything locked and go to add a person for every single thing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's, the, that's, that's my, that's my, one of my end goals. That's not my only end goal, but that's one of my end goals. Care to elaborate on those other goals? I would love <laughs> to know. Um, So I've been published twice this past month. Congratulations um, on that. You just got everything popping right now. It's your time. I, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it, it's, it's, I can't really believe it, and, and, and in the same breath, I do believe it because I worked hard. I prepared for this, um, but yeah, I've been published twice uh, this past month. I have one that's actually they're working on it right now uh, to get into a magazine. Um, YouTube is the second one because I'm mm-hmm. a big introvert. I don't like talking in front of a lot of people, and even though you know with YouTube you're recording with just the camera. You in the back of my mind, I know that billion people have they have the possi- it has a possibility to reach a lot of different other people across the right. world, across the whole globe. Mm-hmm. And just that thought is like ah, like it has to be perfect, it has to be right. 
So I've been spending a lot of time on my video, like I said earlier, on my video to to hone in on that so I can put out good quality content uh, Mm -hmm. on my YouTube. So on my YouTube channel. Now, I'm going to be selfish here for a moment and ask for Mm -hmm. some advice myself on that because I'm, as you know, I'm introverted too. So Mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot out of me to have to put content out there for the world to pretty much critique as they will Mm -hmm. and the internet is ruthless (laughs) and undefeated so like how have you been preparing yourself to deal with that and like you are and you already have so much content on ig like how have you been dealing with that managing the trolls managing any imposter syndrome that can come with that any of that just do it i mean Mm -hmm. you're not going to be perfect you're not going to be perfect right at the gate and so for me I was worrying about, you know, everything else around me instead of me and had to realize mm-hmm. that people are coming to me for the content. They're coming mm-hmm. to me to learn different, different things. They're not worried about anything else that's behind me. Now, if everything behind me or around me is, is good, then that's a plus. But to know that, like, everything is not going to be good at the gate, everybody had to start from somewhere. Yes. You know? And that goes from photography, that goes from modeling, that goes from even what we're doing right now. So, like you're not going to be great. Nobody was great out mm-hmm. out the womb. Like nobody came out the womb like loaded and ready to take on the world. Like no, nah, no. Nah. Like you have to prepare. You have to learn. Mm-hmm. Get yourself ready to embark on a certain journeys. So that's the way I look at it. I I just chunked it up and told myself, okay, I'm gonna just do it. I mess up. Right. I mess up. You know that's a learning experience. Figure out what I messed up on figure out a solution. What can I do better? So the next time it won't happen, this won't happen or that won't happen. And Mm -hmm. got it, you know, do it again, do it again over and over till you get what you're looking for. Yes. Yes. I I love that mentality. I am so a perfectionist. I am to the point, one of my earlier guests on the show said analysis paralysis. You can get stuck in it if you don't do it. I say, if that's not the most accurate description for my life. So, yeah, yeah. Th- that that just get it done. It's not going to be perfect, but just put it out there and keep yeah. going. It's like, so for me, it's like photography boot camp. <laughs> that's why mm-hmm. I would call it photography boot yeah. camp. Because I will work on an image for five, for three, four hours, right? Three, four hours. Mm-hmm. If something don't come out right, and it could be the smallest thing. I would scrap the whole entire image and start over. Mm. You know, you know, you wow. you at boot camp. When you at boot camp, you you know, you do something wrong or whatever, or, or somebody that you're in boot camp with do something wrong. The whole team has to, to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to work. You have to start all over. You you got here, but you messed up somewhere, so start all over. Do it all over again. That's how I do myself. You know, mm-hmm. I'm my biggest. I'm my my biggest and worst critic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, I understand that. Yeah, if it's something, I mean, even though somebody else, they might not even notice it, I notice it. So I want mm-hmm. my stuff to be good if I'm going to actually put it out there. And that's one thing that I had to learn that I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I, I'm i still learning. So with that being said, okay, I have to kind of like take it take it easy on myself, you know, mm-hmm. and, and realize that those things so thinking about that like in in knowing you're not perfect but you definitely have come a long way how has your 
process kind of evolve from when you first started to now? Like, are, is there anything in particular that stands out? Like, man, there was this one thing I really like needed to work on or one thing that just really changed my whole style or anything like that? It was two things, two, two things in particular. And one of them is just overall editing and retouching skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will admit I was one of those people that blurred the mess out of your skin thinking that it was actually retouching and, and had you walking around here like a porcelain doll, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was one of those people and I, and that goes into like me staying up countless hours at night, watching YouTube videos to, or not even YouTube videos, watching from other photographers. I mean, they had mm-hmm. tutorials out there as well, you know, and that goes without saying, invested in yourself to actually, you know, if you want to be better, you know, sometimes you want to spend yes. some money. Everything yeah. is not going to be given to you for free. So right. invest into yourself, invest in your craft. But yeah, um, spend time, like countless hours. Like I can't even tell you how many times that I've gotten off of work at nine o'clock at night and was up to two o'clock in the morning trying to learn how to just retouch skin the right way. Mm. You know? mm. And so, um, over the couple over a couple of months, I would take an image that I would say an image that I already took months ago and just practice on it, practice on it. Okay, mess up on this. Okay, do it again. Practice on it, and to eventually I got it to the way that I felt that it was actually good for everyone else to see. Um, another one is basically um, using uh, lighting, lighting outdoors. We call it all camera flash. Um, and that's basically the ability to actually use flash outdoors. And mm-hmm. um, it, that took a lot, a lot to learn on my end because learning, you know, I didn't know how, where, where the light should be or what power the light should be. So, again, spend more time on YouTube, more time watching tutorials and learn from everybody else, attending classes for this stuff just to actually learn a one part that I was looking for or, or mm-hmm. multiple. It, and even to this day, like I said, I'm still learning. Those mm-hmm. have been like two factors that I'm still kind of like learning different things on, you know, like trying to edit a certain way or try to like, you know, went from editing skin to like getting into beauty photography and actually like how to actually edit someone's face. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tricky, but. You know, like I said, once you get it, you get it. It's like you can do it without thinking about it or know how to do it as you're taking a shot. Like it's been plenty of times mm-hmm. like, I already, like I'm taking a shot and I already know how I want to edit this image before I even get to the computer. So, mm, OK, yeah, that's pretty dope. Like, so you already have like in your mind, like I know exactly what I'm going to do with this and do with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I see something in camera, like I see like the background, the colors, okay, I'm, I'm gonna have the colors like this. All right, boom, I have her skin tone like this. I already have it in my mind on how now, like that's me now. Like I already have it in my mind how I actually want to do the image once I get it in post. So mm-hmm. that's truly, you can truly see like the change in mindset. Like you are, you think like a creative, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you really have to start thinking that way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a journey, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to see what, where else is going to take me. Definitely. I am too. 
I feel like I've just been watching this and I'm just like, oh man, you just got so dope overnight and it's just crazy. It's it blows my mind. <laughs> you no, know, maybe that's kind of like, you know, overly exaggerating overnight. Maybe a few years in there, you know, but um, uh, I guess I'm comparing you to other photographers that I've seen and they're still doing the same quality work they were doing to you. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a matter of you know where do you do you want to just continue to do this as a hobby, or mm-hmm. do you want to actually turn this into a business? And I'm not saying mm. to say that it's always about money, because don't get me wrong, I have fun. I have fun doing this. Yes. Like literally, um, this past weekend, I was out in the sun. I had two, I had two or three clients. I was out in the sun. And I was sweating bullets. You could have thought somebody poured a bucket of water on me. That's how, <laughs> how wet I was. But when I'm when I'm in that element, I'm not even thinking about being hot. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was thirsty until after the shoot. <laughs> do you want? Do you? This is something that you really care about. Are you passionate about this, mm-hmm. or is this just a hobby? Because if it's just a hobby, you're not going to really invest and put that much time and effort and energy right. into it. But if it's something that you really care about, it's, it's your baby. Mm-hmm. It's just your baby. It's just something that you you nursed from when it was small to it got big. So, mm-hmm. you know, you had to look at it that way. Like, oh, I want this to take, like, this has the possibility to take me where I'm really trying to go. Let me see, what, okay, what can I do to make to go from here to here, all right. So I'm here. What else can I do to go from here to there? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm there now. I'm there now. All right, now I'm trying to go up there. Okay, where do I need to do, or who do I need to get in contact with, or you know, what steps are to take to get up there? And if you really want to, you you'll do it. You'll get there. You'll yes. find a way to get there. Yes. Yes, that is definitely for sure. Like, if you have a goal set, you will get where you need to go. Um, One thing I I wanted to ask, I know that you work with a diverse set of models, but you do work with a lot of Black models. Um, How do you feel like that work impacts the Black community, like working and shooting Black images and Black bodies? Well, I, myself, and I'm pretty sure you as been a black woman, you probably you probably saw this as well. I got tired of going to Pinterest and going to just Safari on my phone surfing concepts and all I saw was, you know, models of a different race other than black. Yes. Right. And so uh, my first initial concept, but well my idea was, okay, well you know what? Let me take some of their con- their concepts, make it my own and have someone, a woman or a man of color, to mm-hmm. to to recreate this concept, but make it our own. Now we're not going to do the same concept they did. We're going to uh, mm-hmm. use their concept as inspiration and make our own. You know, mm-hmm. and that was that was one way. That was one of the things that actually um, got me into that part. Like actually wanting use use their use their ideas to make my own idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm trying to find a good way to actually put that, but there's no other way to actually put that. But yeah, um, that was like really to be honest, that's the main thing. Like I just mm-hmm. got tired of seeing that, and and like we need more. Now we need more of our black people, our black women, our black men out here showcase mm-hmm. the same way 
as them. They deserve it too. You got you got just as well as you have this model, you have you have the same um caliber. Just it's just a mm-hmm. person of color. They have the same caliber, they have the same the 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 same image, the same look, the same abilities as as this other person. Mm-hmm. Why not use them? So I use my platform as a way to actually showcase our black people, whether it's men or women. However, you know, although it might be me more more women on my page than men, I do mm-hmm. both men and women. But mm-hmm. that was like that was a pet peeve of mine, and I wanted to change that or or try to attempt mm-hmm. to change that. So yes, and I love that you said that. Like you took something that was a pet peeve and you said, I'm going to do something about it. Like, I'm not just going to continue to complain about it. And I know that happens a lot. We feel like we're not represented in certain spaces and we just talk about it. But right. who is doing it? Like, how who is going about the work that needs to get done to make sure that we are represented in these spaces? And I feel that that is so important. It's one of the key parts of this of this show, of this podcast, is making sure that we are represented in fields and that we know that we are in those fields and that mm-hmm. we can add more of us to those fields too. Oh yeah. And so the second part, and this, this has to deal with colorism. Um, mm-hmm. So I noticed that like in the modeling industry, more of the lighter complexion models, they get more of the bigger deals and, or, you know, mm-hmm. they get a little bit more than the, the darker complexion models. Mm-hmm. And so, when I started to see that, and even even with me, I was guilty of it myself. You know, mm-hmm. I I reached out more to like I was for some reason more drawn to reach out more to the lighter complexion models or the lighter brown. And then like you know, wait a minute, we're all the same. We are all people of color. They're different colors. Yes. So let me let me go ahead. Let me let me see what I can do to switch it up some. And I started working and collaborating with different. Uh, What's the word? Different complexions of the same. Like, there's mm-hmm. people of color, but like darker skin, darker skin yes. women, you know, brown skin women, light skin women, mm-hmm. and so, so I can have a variety of different. Like I don't want people to, I didn't want to be looked at as at a, oh, he only mess with light skin models, or he will, he only mess with brown skin models because believe it or not, people mm-hmm. look at that. People yeah. look at that. Yeah, they do. You know, like even even myself when I go look at. A uh, model or something like that. Oh, well, she only works, or he only works with a certain type of photographer, or, or when I look at this different model, okay, well, she only works with, you know, a certain. Uh, I hate to bring race into it, but it's like a certain, you know, mm-hmm. work with white white photographers, or you mm-hmm. know, whatever the case is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I try, I try to be as diverse as possible. Yeah, I'm trying so. Yeah. yeah, I can I can see it. I you can see it on your work that you do have like a a diverse group of models that you work with, but you do work with a lot of um, you know, predominantly black models and I think it's mm-hmm. dope. I love it. I love it to death because you just like you said everything that you see where we're not represented and then when we are represented it's, you know, um, lighter complexion black women or white passing black women, you know, or uh, black women with hair type that is not 4C, you know. Right. So and it's important that we have that representation, not just of black women that are passable to the masses, you know, air mm-hmm. quotes yeah. when I'm saying that. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, all black women and and oh, well, black men, too. So and I think that's that's so it's so important to have that work. Um, and I, I know like I I've, I know that it takes a lot to 
recognize your own biases. Like you said, you even realize it yourself and you had to say like, let me check my subconscious and yeah, because, why I'm doing because, this. <laughs> because my wife, you know, she brought it to my attention, you know, and I mm-hmm. didn't think about it, you know, and, you know, we kind of had a bit of a, a bit of a dispute about it. And I'm like, no, I mean, I, I, the way I, the way I looked at it while we were having the dispute, it was more so we're all black. I don't see what the big deal is until, mm-hmm. you know, I, I finally came down off of that. And I like looked at my social media. I was like, you know what? She kind of has a point, you know? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I said, well, you know, let me switch it up. Let me switch it up a bit. Let me figure it out. Go back to the drawing board and uh, come up with a solution so I can execute mm-hmm. it. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think and I think it's important to note here for the listeners who don't know, uh, Terrence has a beautiful brown skin wife. So it's not like you're <laughs> you're married to like a high yellow woman. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, and it's just, I think that's really interesting that, you know, even though you have a, a brown skin wife, so clearly you appreciate the beauty of, of brown skin black women. Oh, you yeah. know, you were still yeah. leaning towards. So I appreciate, so, I appreciate all black women. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah. My wife, especially, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, definitely, yeah. yeah, that's, that's so dope. That just that tip for listeners about checking your own biases and things mm-hmm. like that. So like, I'm always open to have a good dialogue about colorism in our community and how it permeates in different ways that we don't even realize sometimes and just being open to um, take some time to self-reflect and, and check your own biases and check your subconscious, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, so as we already wrap up, what advice do you have? Like you've already dropped a million gems for people already, but what <laughs> advice specifically would you have for creatives looking to enter the world of photography or just, you know, media period as you're like moving into a video and now you're starting to teach more of your skills, what advice would you drop for them? Just get out there and do it, regardless if, if people tell you that you can't do it, regardless if people are seeing your work, if you get noticed or not, regardless of regardless of you, you, if you feel as if you are not at the point that you need to be, continue to do it. Continue to like grind. Continue to try, promote your work. If don't nobody else do it, at least you can't say, I'm promoting my work. If something does happen, if you blow up, it was because of you. It wasn't because of anybody else. It was because of you. You know, so right. continue to go out there, continue to grind, continue to ex- excel and succeed in everything that you do. Like, just mm-hmm. do it. Like Mikey say, just do it. Yes. That's all. That's yes. that's that's the best. That's the best advice I can actually get. Like, give you just do it. Like, yes. also, like people doubt themselves all the time. They doubt themselves. They, I don't know this and I don't know that. Put that on the back burner. You know what? I'm just do it anyway. Just do it mm-hmm. anyway. Yes. And I heard a I heard a jam to like piggyback off of that before we wrap up um, listening Mm -hmm. to another podcast. And it was about like getting your show out there and whatnot. And one thing that was stated was, how would you feel if while you were waiting and perfecting whatever you were working on, someone else came out with the exact same thing, the exact same concept? And the only difference is that they just got it up before you while you were in paralysis analysis paralysis. (laughs) <laughs> someone else did it and it's like it's not like you still can't do it but you're like I had it I was there I was right there and I just didn't yeah. do it you sat on it too long you, you sat just, on it. That's, that's why I say you just have to go out there and do it because believe it or not 
And I, this goes back to what I said earlier. You are your worst, your biggest and worst critic. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, you might not like it, but you might have 10 other people that might be in love with it. You yes. Know, they might feel like it's, it's, it's magazine worthy. It might be dope. Like, oh, we got to hurry put this out ASAP. And the whole time in the back of your mind, you think like, dang, I didn't, I didn't even think it was that good, you know? Right. So, so <laughs> like, right when you second guess yourself, think, always think about that. Think mm-hmm. about somebody is always watching you, whether it's mm-hmm. whether it's two thousand people, whether it's two hundred thousand people, whether it's twenty people, you know somebody somebody is watching you. Yes. So just just do it, regardless of the fact. Do it because you never know. You just never you know. Never know. Get it done. All right. Thank you so much for like taking the time to talk. I know that you are like on a hustle right now. You have a million things to do, but you made some time to chat with me. So I really appreciate that. Um, how can people find you? So you can also, I, I have different, I have a lot of different ways you can find me. Um, you can mm-hmm. look at, you can check out my Instagram. It's uh, Forte Photography. It's F-O-R-T-E dot F-I-T-G-R-A-P-H-Y. Uh, email is forte.photography at gmail.com spelled the same exact way. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Find him and really y'all go check out his work. When I say, I know I hype people up when they visit the show. Cause I'm all, I just love all y'all, all of my guests. Y'all are great. And that's the reason why I'm on the show is because I just think your work is so awesome. And I want to share like your stories and your tips with people because I feel like people will be inspired, but like your work really is dope. I'm so proud of like the journey, just knowing like where we were in high school and where you are now and your work and how you've really she, just found something that is your she, niche. She and you're running back with it. high school. You yes. been high school. High school. We've been doing it. Like I, I thought about that when you first brought it up at the beginning of the uh, podcast. It was like, we've been doing each other since 2000. Or 2005. So it's yes. like, that's, long that's a time. long time. You go back, like, like what's the saying? Like, both flats on the couch. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a while. Yeah. Yes. So. We have known each other for a while. So I, I've been following this this path that you've been on the past few years. And you you have just, like, taken off. And everything you do is just popping. Your wife and her work has been popping. And that's a whole other conversation we're going to have to have off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but thanks again for coming on the show no problem at all I'm, I'm grateful to be on the show y'all y'all I know y'all had to have gotten some key things from that conversation I know I did as usual I'm going to hit you with five quick key takeaways from this conversation to get you out the door number one observe the hustle from his wedding photography, seeing how that worked to watching and observing the work created with non-Black models, Terrence observed and transformed the hustle and made it his own. Number two, find a specialization and choose a niche in your field. When you're in a highly saturated field, you have to use all the tools you can to make sure that you stand out. That doesn't mean that don't get into the field. That means that you got to do it better. You got to be more creative and you got to go harder. Do you hear me? And on top of that, If you're in a highly saturated field, why not teach it? Teach your craft. Make a profit out of it. Number three, make a conscious decision to go from hobbyist to professional. Then spend the time to grow your skills and become one, period. Terrence talked about how he started off 
experimenting, practicing, and he realized this is what he wanted to do. So he invested in his craft. And that's what makes him stand out from some of these fly-by-night photographers. He decided consciously to make a decision to go from hobbyist to professional. Number four, it's okay to fall down. Just get back up. Y'all with a Christian background, you may know that we fall down, but we get up. Yeah, I ain't gonna sing, but yeah, I get what I'm saying. So rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Do it again and again and again until you find what you're looking for. Fail fast, fail often, and move forward. And lastly, take the leap to go from freelance to full-time on your own. That is a decision that you have to make for yourself. No one else can make that decision for you. Terrence said that he had people telling him like, you could do this, you could do this, but it wasn't until he realized like, hey, I can do this, that he felt comfortable enough to really do it. And once your freelance work starts to become more lucrative than your full-time job and you're missing out on big clients and and big paydays from your freelance work because of your full-time job that's not equaling that freelance work, it's time to leave. It's time to take that leap and step out on faith. And here's a bonus, which you'll notice is a pattern in a lot of the guests that we talk to because they have that go-getter mentality. Just get it done. Get it done. No analysis paralysis. Do the work. It doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be done. Because if you can't get it done, if it's not out there, you're never going to improve because no one's ever going to see it, hear it, watch it, whatever. Consume it to provide feedback so that you can continue to work and perfect your craft. That's all I have for y'all today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Black Executive. I'm Jazz. Make sure that you go to blackexecutive.com and cop your exclusive Black Executive gear. Until next time, keep aspiring to inspire. Thanks for listening to another episode of Black Executive. If you enjoyed listening in on this convo, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black Executive. Have something to add to the conversation? Visit blackexecutive.com to leave feedback and your thoughts could be featured on a later episode. While you're there, pick up your exclusive Black Executive gear and rep the culture. And spread the knowledge. If you know a Black creator trying to go pro, a corporate mogul looking to advance, or a cousin that's always hustling but never gets an idea going, drop them a link to the show. Until next time, keep aspiring to inspire.